0: The Great British Manufacturing Podcast, brought to you by MTD, MFG and Jefferson. Hello and welcome to the Great British Manufacturing Podcast. Coming up on the show this week, we've got news from Express Engineering, Tartar Steel, plus plans for a huge food manufacturing research centre, as well as massive investment from Sheffield Ford Masters. Also on the show, we've got a special guest coming up. We'll be welcoming Christopher Greeno, Chief Commercial Officer of Shrewsbury-based SDE Technologies. But before that, Stuart, welcome.
1: Evening, Jeff. How are you doing? I believe you've been on the road this week.
0: Yeah, as always, busy week. Yeah, I've been um, been to Seco Tools. We're producing their global um, online events. That's been a you know that's been a big big gig for the guys. They've been out most of the week on that. But yeah, Colchester Machine Tools. And I've done a number of podcasts, to be honest with you, so yeah, a fairly busy week. But uh, how about yourself?
1: Yeah, a lot of writing, a couple of press releases, um, marketing collateral, mutual suspects. And uh, But yeah, not not moved too much away from home at the moment, uh, Joe, so very jealous.
0: <laughs> uh, yeah, I'm, I'd happily swap. <coughs> but if we, uh, let's get straight on with the show, uh, Sheffield Forge Masters, they need no introduction, but massive investment for the uh, Sheffield-based company.
1: Yeah, fantastic news! As you say, Sheffield Forge Masters, but one of the, the biggest presses in the world to make forging to the Royal Navy's nuclear submarines, the thirteen thousand ton press is being shipped from Japan, and will replace an aging ten thousand ton main forge press dating back to the fifties. The deal is being supported from a loan from the MOD in a massive vote of confidence in the firm's capabilities.
0: Yeah, it's it's good news, that isn't it? Again, we hear lots of rumours about Forge Masters and steel manufacturers as a whole really, but that just cements the future of the, uh, you know, the immediate future of the business. Well, oh, yeah. Uh, <laughs> the home
1: in Sheffield. So yeah, fantastic news. And it's a 200 year old company. So, you know, great history as well.
0: Yeah. Moving on to Harlan and Wolff, These are a very famous company for and anyone who's got any sort of Navy background or, in, or you know, in, interest in the Navy. They've just been a, awarded a major fabrication contract.
1: Yeah, another historic company, Joe, 160 years of maritime offshore engineering, and um, they've announced a major contract um, award by SAPEN for eight wind turbine generator jacket foundations. The work will principally be be conducted at Harlem Wolves' newly acquired facilities in Scotland. The contract schedule is due to commence in July, and the huge order is expected to create almost 300 direct and indirect jobs.
0: Yeah, marvelous news. A uh, fun fact: they did a lot of work on the uh, on on something called the Titanic, didn't they?
1: Not heard of it, Joe? Uh, I'm sure it was a success, but I've not heard of it. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah.
0: <laughs> yeah. Moving on, uh, Tata Steel, a large investment, not too far from our studios, actually in Corby, in Northamptonshire.
1: Yeah, um, there's a bit of a theme here with steel, so you know, all good news, and especially you know. Liberty Steel and others have been in the news over the last couple of weeks, but yeah, they're investing £25 million upgrading steel tube production site in Corby, Northamptonshire, as you say. Work's already actually started at the 150-acre site, which supplies products from anything from sports stadia to iconic skyscrapers such as the shard in London using steel made at the company's Port Talbot Works. The two-year investment project will see the creation of a new high-tech warehouse, the relocation and upgrading of a hollow section processing line, and the cold mill. So, yeah, very welcome use.
0: Yeah, and like you've mentioned, a couple of other companies there. It's absolutely fantastic. Since, um, though I say it, Brexit, there has been some shortages of of, uh, steel coming into the country. So the more of it we can make here in the UK, the better, surely.
1: Without doubt. And we're going to talk about a couple of other companies as well that use an an awful lot of steel. And, you know, there has been... You know, I know people say and have comments about buy British and so forth, but uh, the government has given a clear commitment that they aren't going to source more steel from UK producers, which is, you know, can only be a good thing.
0: Yeah, absolutely. Well, uh, we'll break from the the latest news at the moment, bringing our guest. I'd like to welcome. Uh, you are as Christopher Grino, uh, Chief Commercial Officer of Shrewsbury-based SDE Technology. is also the host of the SME Focus, or as I like to call him, Chris G, Mr. <laughs> Saturday
2: Morning. Welcome. <laughs> well, what, a, what an introduction. Thank you, Joe. I need, a, <laughs> I need to live up to that now. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. How are things? Fantastic. So we're, we're having a busy year. Um, Brexit, the impact and the, the delays at the ports uh, was a struggle at the start of the year. But March certainly we had a, a great month, and I think lots of manufacturers have. So let's hope it's positive going forward for the rest of 2021.
0: Yeah, absolutely. J- just quickly for for the one person listening that doesn't know who you are, <laughs> um, can you just can you just tell them who SD Technology are, and more importantly, who you are?
2: Yeah, so I'm the uh, CEO of SDE Technology. We're one of the leading manufacturers of pressings and assemblies in the UK. And we're also the first UK licensee for a new hot form aluminium process. Hot form quench, or HFQ as it's known, is a real game changer. It's going to help with light weighting, help with cost saving, integrating parts into one pressing. So really exciting. So I've been at the company now, this is my 27th year, man and boy and I've seen the company grow, and we've got some ambitious plans this year. Fabulous. Just on that HF, HFQ, give me a typical example,
0: where, where, an application. Where would we like to see that?
2: So an application, so it's structural parts, a, P, a pillars, B pillars, cant rails, but it's really about integrating parts, so taking four parts, five parts, multiple parts, making one pressing because we're hot forming. So you don't just save on tooling, you save on process, so you save on cost. So fantastic, fantastic product.
1: No, sounds it. And as Joe mentioned, you're the host of the SME Focus Show, which I believe is six months old this week and 30 episodes. And I know that you've had ABI Electronics, Denari, My Workwear, CNC Robotics, BotWist Plastics. You've been incredibly well-received, Chris. So do you mind just giving us an overview of that show?
2: Well, yeah. I mean, you guys invited me to sort of host a, a A pilot show with Oliver North, the the Venari group, who I'd never heard of. Oliver came on, pitches his company, tells me all about what he's doing. We have sort of 15 minutes of chat, introducing the company, talking about relevant topics. So last year was obviously COVID. Back end of last year, we went into Brexit. Now we're looking forward with investment. And it's a great chance to speak to fantastic SME manufacturers in this country, 99% 99% of the companies in the UK are SMEs, we need more support, and really the show I'm I'm so pleased to be presenting it, it's about presenting fantastic people from our sector, it's really really fun. Now I think one of the things that people like it, and I know the
1: you know, the way it's, um, it's advertised and portrayed is it's for manufacturers by
2: manufacturers. I, I just think it gives added, added credibility, doesn't it? Well, I, I really enjoy speaking to other professionals within the sector. Um, but we had, for example, Namisha Raja from NIMS Fruit Crisps, who has taken a... A sort of kitchen product or kitchen uh, idea that she had and now she's producing hundreds of thousand bags of crisps selling into tesco's and other large manufacturers uh, and she's she's doing a fantastic job and it's it's taking those news stories that nobody would hear about now
1: absolutely and, and
2: and there's plenty of those examples
1: and if you'd like you if you are an sme and you'd like to be featured on the show and meet up with chris and be featured on the sme focus show please email us at podcast at mtdmfg.com. So, yeah, thanks very much for hosting that. And also, Chris, thanks also for submitting an article to MTDMFG, which um, was extremely well received. And this was your response, a personal response to the demise of the industrial strategy. So would you mind just giving us a bit of background? and give some bullet points from the article that you submitted.
2: Yeah, so really the industrial strategy was released uh, or thought of by the government in 2017 and it was a chance for business and public to feed into the industrial strategy, which was going to be long-term, the 10 pillars that were going to change our manufacturing sector and our economy. And yet two years, three years down the line, the, the scheme has been scrapped and there was no... There was nothing to back it up. So it was just the industrial strategy has been parked, the committee has been been disbanded, and there's now no clear plan for business to buy into. So really for me, because I spent a lot of time and effort personally and through our company feeding into LEPs, feeding direct into government, feeding to the local chamber, to have some input for all that work from me and lots of other people within our sector to be wasted is a crying shame.
0: Yeah, what would you like to see happen? You know,
2: It has to be replaced, surely. It's got to be replaced. It's got to be business-led. And without that long-term roadmap, without that strategy, business will not invest. Business can only invest if we know what to invest with, with for the long term because lots of our investment is on capital equipment that will have a five-, ten-year payback. And if suddenly the government changes their mind instead of now all-electric – they suddenly scrap all electric all that investment will be wasted so we really need government to have business involved and get that get that strategy started again yeah
0: so w- what you're basically saying that because they are doing things aren't they obviously some of the uh, coronavirus interrupt business interruption schemes and loans and there are tax tax incentives it kind of needs wrapping wrapping into a product almost doesn't it give it a name give it give it a board Uh, put some people's names above the door and yeah and bring back the industrial
2: strategy absolutely it needs to be a clear plan that everyone has bought into because they've had to deal with covid they're bringing out very quick fixes which need to be there but we need to be looking long term we need to be looking 5 10 15 years ahead and is the government listening to the manufacturing community chris I think they listen to some of the bigger groups. I think they listen to, for example, Make UK, the CBI, but there's not that much interaction directly with SMEs. A lot of the big companies have people who can feed directly into government. A lot of SMEs, where the ideas and the strategy blueprints can come from, are not actually listened to. So they need to have a change. They need to involve large and smaller businesses in those decisions. Yeah, and without getting uh, too political, what, what would you like to see,
0: I'll, You know, call it the new industrial strategy, what would you like to see in that document?
2: Well, it really needs to be all encompassing. It needs to look, if electric is the way to go, uh, we need more strategy, more infrastructure talks, and we need to look at how business is going to interact. So it's it's I haven't got I haven't got all the answers, but what I do know is it needs to be more business led than career politicians. Sure, and starting starting right back at, at school levels, you know, STEM engagement,
0: getting the, the, the next the next round of engineers through well through SDE Technologies door, I guess. You know, in years to come, you're going to need the engineers of the future, and that starts with STEM
2: engagement absolutely and it also comes from the perception of manufacturing we need to show that manufacturing has a long-term future in this country and become a career a choice I've had 27 years I've had a good long career and I'm hoping I've got another 27 years ahead I'm sure you have I'm sure you have just uh just back on to the um the SME focus get
0: um moving back a little bit if you you mentioned uh the, the crisp manufacturer and I, I must admit I I listened to them all but how do I pull it? You know, I was pleasantly surprised with the quality of that, of that production. To be honest with you, it's some business that is. But do you do you have any any potential favourites, personal favourites?
2: Well, I do. I like Oliver North because it was the first show. Um, I like Mark Weymouth because I think he he does a lot on social media. I like Julian Turner from Westfield Sports Cars because he actually sat in one of his autonomous pods for the interview. So we're trying to mix it up. We're trying to bring different people in. If you want to get involved with the show. Uh, please email us. It's fantastic, and the more people we can get, the more business we can promote. The better the manufacturing sector will be. Sure. And how about you, Stuart? Have you got any personal favourites? Other than the ones that Chris has
1: mentioned, I particularly like the the one you did with William. Uh, Santos from ABI Electronics I think what they do the export successes that they've had for a number of years and yeah I think that one of his straplines is made in Yorkshire loved by the world and he's so passionate about exporting way beyond Europe We, and this is you know long before Brexit so I think a lot of SMEs could learn a lot from William at, at ABI.
2: Absolutely and I think his passion came through he is a serial networker, but he's with the YouTube videos they created, they're using networking in a completely different way than most manufacturers, and he's he's his business is reaping the rewards of that.
1: Absolutely, yeah. The quality of their content is, is extraordinary.
0: Yeah, very, very forward-thinking company, just like yours, Chris. So uh, thanks for coming on the show. We appreciate your time. Uh, keep up the good work on the SME Focus. Saturday mornings wouldn't be the same without it. <laughs> so uh, keep up the good work, and, yeah, thanks for your time. Yeah, brilliant. Cheers,
2: Chris. Thank you. Thank you, guys. Thanks for allowing me to come on.
0: That's Christopher Greeno. He's passionate
1: and his knowledge and, you know, he's done it, as they say, he's done it for 27 years, but... The, the amount of time he gives in the evenings, weekends, STEM engagement, he's an extraordinary bloke, he really is. And I'm so pleased that he's the host of SME Focus, Joe.
0: Absolutely. Um, news, Express Engineering, they've opened a new uh, new facility. I know we talked about this uh, probably beginning of the year or end of last year we, when we heard about it, but it's now open.
1: Yeah, um, good news for Gateshead. Man, you know they manufacture assembly and testing products for the subsea and energy industry. They've opened a 48,000 square foot purpose-built international assembly and test center. The firm said it will be boosting its team of skilled project engineers and managers to to work on the new technologies, and um, as it continues its development in global markets. So again, you know they're looking at the export. They're looking at you know beyond Europe, which is. Um, which is good in the current climate.
0: Yeah, absolutely. And there's there's a lot of jobs going up that part of the world, isn't there? It's going to be very competitive.
1: No, absolutely. And we've had very good uh, news from Nissan in, in recent months, you know, their commitment to, to the UK. And the, yeah, the Northeast is very much a hotbed of engineering and manufacturing jobs, you say.
0: Yeah, there's a potentially a new one, a, a, a food manufacturing research distribution campus in Derby. It, it, this has to happen, doesn't it, Stu?
1: Yeah, absolutely, and it's, and it's huge. The site will offer manufacturing facilities, startup units, a potential location for a food manufacturing technology center. Lots of people behind this, Derby City Council, the region's LEP, Marketing Derby, which lobbies for more investment in, in the city, all, all have been involved in the plans. And it's called Smart Park, and the intention is to start working this spring. we planned opening an initial occupation by the end of this, this year, which is very ambitious. And in time, the £300 million development is expected to create 5,000 jobs, which is fantastic news for the East Midlands.
0: Yeah, moving further down the country, Sartorius, you know, there's investment there. For those who are unaware of the company, who are they? What do they do? Well, it's another
1: inward investment story, which are always well received on our, you know, MTD and our social media channels, as you know, Joe. They're German owned, they're a ph- pharmaceutical and lab equipment supplier, and they've opened a multi million pound production facility in Hampshire. This year, the firm plan to invest more than €400 million euros around the world to meet increasing demand from the growing biopharmaceuticals market. And as part of this investment, Sartorius aims to expand this new site. It's already recruiting for new roles, engineers and managers and so forth. And for this new facility in have Sartorius so now has five locations in the UK and employs over nine hundred people.
0: It's a company I would come across. To be perfectly honest with you, until so I saw the news broke, but it's what I'll keep a, a close eye on now. But I, well, I, I was surprised how much footprint they had in the UK. I must admit, I'd, I'd heard of them, but I didn't realise, you know, as
1: I say, that they employed nearly a thousand people, which is fantastic. Uh,
0: a company I am aware of, um, <laughs> BAE Systems, um, little old BAE Systems. It, it just seems to be every. Every week we're talking about these guys and there's some fantastic news yet again.
1: Yeah, a couple of updates from BAE. So the, the bow of HMS Glasgow, the first type twenty-six frigate being built for the Royal Navy, is rolled out of BAE's shipyard on the River Clyde. Work is also continuing on the second in-class, HMS Cardiff, with construction to start on the third, HMS Belfast, later this year. So I think this might be an ongoing start with Joe. <laughs> yeah. The, these anti-submarine warships will replace the Royal Navy's type twenty-three frigates by the middle of this decade. And there's also a second story, um, HMS Anson, the fifth of seven astute-class submarines being built for the Royal Navy, has been launched at um, BAE Scient in Barrow. A special moment for the Barrow shipyard, which is celebrating its 150th year. So this is a 7,400 tonne nuclear-powered submarine, Joe. I'm sure you've got a few of those at home. We'll now begin the next phase of its testing commissioning programme before leaving Barrow for sea trials for the Royal Navy next year. Nearly 10,000 people work on the Dreadnought and Astute programmes at BAE. So, yeah, they are going to be the news once or twice, I think, Joe.
0: Yeah, it doesn't seem possible. I'll tell you what I like when, I, when you see the pictures of... Uh but just before they're put out into the ocean, these things are huge, aren't they? Bigger than hotels, bigger than football stadiums. It's, it's astonishing. The scale is, is,
1: is enormous. And one of the most popular videos we've ever put out over the last few years was, I think it was HM, HMS Audacious, you know, being rolled out of Devonport, to, you know, from memory. And... uh but yeah, the scale of it because you, you know once it's in the sea, you don't realise it. You know, by the very nature of them, you don't see a lot of the submarine, and uh, it, it is extraordinary just the scale of it, the size of it. But uh, what a feat of engineering! It's uh, it's immense. It's, it really is impressive.
0: Yeah, and again, another busy week in the the world of UK manufacturing, which is which is fantastic.
1: We've not even mentioned the European Super League, Joe. You know, so. Uh, Oh, it's, uh, maybe we, we should form our own manufacturing super league,
0: Joe. Well, do you know, without trying to put people off the podcast, I've got I've got season <laughs> tickets at Manchester United, and, and and they're up for renewal. They're up for renewal, and I felt like posting them back a couple of days ago. I'll be honest with you, but it's uh, send them back to the Joe. Yeah, I'm sure he could do with the money, couldn't he? Yeah, he could. They've come up with the right answer in the end, haven't they? Fantastic for football, but uh, in terms of manufacturing, we can't talk about all these stories. But if you go to either Jefferson, Social media accounts mcdmfg.com or our social media you can read more more uh, news stories you can read about the ones we've touched upon on this podcast but uh clearly in a, in, you know in a more lengthy manner so feel free and you go and take a look but you know there's lots of other news we're not talking about there's news breaking about recruitment drive at the Lotus Sports Cars as well so yeah just another busy week all around Stu
1: absolutely yeah I'm sure we'll cover Lotus and New Factory and yeah there's a few stories from, from Lotus which we'll cover in more depth next week
0: yeah so appreciate your time as always Stu uh, ha- enjoy the rest of your week and weekend I'll see you next week
1: absolutely yeah. yeah thanks for listening everybody
0: yeah thanks to everyone at home for listening and we'll see you all soon
2: Thanks for listening to the Great British Manufacturing Podcast. Don't forget to subscribe and leave a rating and a review. You can find us on Twitter using at MTDMFG and at Jefferson underscore MFG.